0: Hey Dean Harrison, this is Katie and Scott in England. You do bastard. So we've come up with a theory about the whole rate in Hollywood, and we reckon it's still Spielberg. Down to like the whole Jaws thing with diddle, 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 diddle. That's my theory. Aha.
1: Listen, living, listening to synchronised. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Sick and
2: Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags! Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E Simon.
3: I'm Harrison.
2: Harrison, uh, how's the UK, mate? Uh, I'm in
3: the I'm on the farm, man. I'm I'm in exile much like Napoleon on Elba or the Ninja Turtles in Northampton, Massachusetts. I am in
2: exile. Are you, uh, you're, so wait, you're in the countryside of England. Are you fishing for eels right now, shitting in an outhouse? No, I'm not
3: doing any of that nonsense. I'm just, <laughs> I'm sitting in a stone, large stone room recording a podcast. I went for a walk. There's cows that yell at me, you know. Hmm.
2: It sounds like a Hugh Grant movie. There's a Hugh Grant movie that's very similar to this scenario.
3: Is have you met, where... like, a
2: young... Uh, has, has there been, like, a young girl, a young, a young girl in a nearby village that you're wooing?
3: No, there's no nearby village. There's, like, a lot of cows, and there are some Brexiters, like, doing stone masonry. And then there's a weird pagan Neolithic circle where sometimes there are neo-pagans that go to do rituals there and what have you, so... It's, it's a weird place. It's a weird fucking place where I am right now, dude. Do
2: you ever put your druid cloak on and join them?
3: No, no. And I don't have my fucking magic wand cane either.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pretty much
3: kind of mobile. So.
2: so this is kind of like an introspective retreat for you here. You're just kind of going out there a little bit of self-reflection. Are you uh, engaging in sobriety these next couple weeks? Uh.
3: I mean, there's some wine, I'm drinking some you know, I, I got a, a cask of ripple from the my ancestral catacombs and I'm <laughs> drinking it now. Um, but no, I, I, there's definitely a lot of self-reflection. Uh, I'm here seeking the comfort of family, uh, seeking to uh, sort of escape a hellish situation that uh, was entirely created by myself. Oh, okay. In Los Angeles in the great great city of Los Angeles.
2: Well, that is a healthy uh, a Healthy way to deal with your problems. Just run away and just <laughs> like, leave them alone. They'll disappear
3: I'm you know, it's it's <laughs> you have, sometimes you get got to get out of a place to figure out why you're such a fuck-up You know, you gotta like get away and yeah, you can't be surrounded by all the same shit and you know
2: Right? No, that's the thing. Am it's I dragging wrong? you down. So I okay. think it's uh, It's like yeah. a, this spirit quest, I think, is good for you.
3: Los Angeles as a city on its own is, you know, sort of a blonde femme fatale who sort of shoots you in the back. And then you fall out a fucking window about five stories to your death. That's what it does. That's what it does.
2: And it, it, it happens repeatedly. Like it's not just one time death; it's like over and over and over again. Yeah, it crushes you.
3: And then, and then, as you're falling off the thing, you realize, oh, I hired this woman to do that in the first place. You know.
2: Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Because you you paid for your own demise. Yes, I did. You, know, you that's a, that's a, that's what mm. LA is all about. Right. And we all experience <laughs> that. Yeah. And, but yet we continue to live in this hellhole. But it's good. It's good to get out, clear your mind. You know, it's nice. Oh, yeah. so, the, so the, you know, I've never really been to the English countryside, but is it kind of like mm. going to rural America? Like all the Brexiters, all the Trump supporters just live out in the country and the educated know-it-all folks live in the urban areas?
3: It is, but it's weird because, you know, I'm on like a farm and there's like a wood that people walk through that is technically my biodad's land you know and they walk through the field on these hikes and you'll just be like going to the car and then there'll be like someone with a big backpack walking by and every you know and I'm not even an American who has a gun but every time I see them I'm like shoot them I want to shoot them you know it's like my instinct is to just shoot them dead where they stand
2: hmm are they pikies? are they travelers like what what are these people what's in the bag
3: they're interlopers
2: no they're hikers you know joy
3: Oh, they're just hikers. hiking. Yeah, they're hiking. It's like
2: a camping thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, but they're g- walking through land. Like, that's just okay here to walk through somebody's land. Like, that's just totally yeah, fine. that's very,
2: it's, yeah, that's, that's, isn't that it's a foreign a concept? Thing. But
3: I guess to to you're in the Americans? countryside. Yeah, you're in the countryside. But still, in rural America,
2: you try doing that. See how far you fucking get, please. Yeah, I don't think I'd get too far. No. I doubt it. No. So, um,. So are you around, like, are you associating with Brexiters? Are you, are you chatting people? Are you chatting, are you chatting with people about Trump? Like, what, what's the sentiment out there?
3: I have been. I was talking to these painters, because, um, you know, a lot of the, especially out in the country and stuff, a lot of the the, uh, the working folk are, are voted to leave, you know. And I was talking to this, um, this old, and I, actually, he was from London, but he was like an old painter, you know, and he was like, so, yeah, quite a lot is Trump. You know, he he says how it is, you know, he says what he's feeling. And he's like, I imagine the Scots quite like him. And I'm like, I don't think they do, dude. <laughs> and he's like, well, he put a, a golf course up there, and go, go, get some jobs and what, you know. And I'm like, I don't I don't know if the Scots have like a, a long history of gratefulness. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, they weren't exactly, like, you know, give a giving a warm welcome to the goddamn Romans, bringing them aqueducts and such. I, I don't think they're real big on that. Just, even, it, you know, despite the whatever 200 fucking catering caddy jobs. If, if I recall correctly, golf course.
2: Trump went to Scotland to uh, open that golf course right after the Brexit vote and was like, yeah, we voted to get out of Europe. And, they were like, and Scotland was like, no, actually, we voted to stay, you orange-faced yeah. buffoon. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure people don't like Trump there they don't all.
3: they absolutely so what, don't.
2: What, do, what do people yeah. think about the uh, the whole pussy grabbing by the pussy comment sexual assault and all that um, that I don't I haven't really I mean I think
3: most people are horrified by it um, but it, it depends
2: I mean yeah I, I was wondering like I'm, An English person with that, you know, sense of propriety. I think, if they, are they just, like, completely appalled that this discussion's even going on? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or are they delighting in watching the spectacle?
3: I, I know they I, I mean, I know it's causing people in, you know, I was talking to my brother in London, and people are going to pubs and watching the debates, which normally <laughs> would never happen, you know? But it's so entertaining. People are people Reality are TV, man, yeah.
2: at its finest. Yeah, so... I was thinking about this the other day. You tend to be a sex positive individual, good giving in game right whenever within reason. Um, so if you met a girl that had a rape fantasy and you 've indulged uh, sexual partners and rape fantasies before more than one occasion. so if you met a girl on at a munch or a, or online or something that said, "I have a rape fantasy." I want you to dress up as Donald Trump, walk into a crowded room, grab me by the pussy, and just pull me up to the hotel room and then proceed to to, to have sex with me. Would you do it?
3: Probably. I'd probably try to talk down from the mask, you know? Like, couldn't I just wear a blonde wig? Couldn't I just put a suit on? Do we have to, how do we, you know? I'd probably try to avoid the mask thing.
2: But what if she wanted like you know you had to have the wig makeup you wanted to look just like him and you had to like talk like him and go in and just you know i'm donald trump and just grab her by the pussy
3: i don't know man that might be too much pageantry and <laughs> and not just to dress up just the <laughs> fact that i have to do it in character and i you know i i do like a fucking probably a fifth rate impersonation of the man you know
2: so just you're about the same height just though, from I think.
3: a theatrical perspective you know I, I don't know i'd be i'd be wary of it but i'll try to do stuff you know I'll try to try to try to try, try to cash those orders you know okay
2: what if, okay what if she had a boned by Ken Bone fantasy like you had to dress up as Ken Bone but like you know with like a pillow around her like a fat suit
3: that sounds difficult you know <laughs> as soon as stuff gets cut, like you know oh let fucking a car kind of thing like that's hard you know i'm a big gentleman I don't know. I don't know about the fat suit. Fat suit's a little weird. Like, it, it, it's one thing if, you know, Eddie Murphy just got finished filming the, the fucking clumps, you know, and he doesn't have time to get Dr. out of his... Doolittle or something. Yeah, and he doesn't have time to get out of his fucking, you know, nutty professor fat suit and time to <laughs> fuck his woman, you know, or whatever. Uh, that's a different story entirely, but make it some cheap-ass fat suit. I don't know, man, you know?
2: It does kind of tarnish it. Yeah. Who am I, but, Mike um, Myers? It, it,
3: I'm going to do that now. <laughs> I can do what I got to do. I don't know, man.
2: You never know yeah. what type of fantasy you know someone might have. Yeah. So it's it's good to know that you're you're willing to indulge. Right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm loving this right now. This whole I don't want to say dismantling of the campaign, mm-hmm. unraveling of his campaign, but Trump has become wildly unhinged at this point. Right. He's, uh, he's even referred to himself as being unshackled. So I'm mm. looking forward to this week's debate, the third and final debate, to see if, Hil- if he finally calls Hillary the C-word. Because that's what I'm waiting... This is what I'm, I'm hoping will happen. I'm hoping he comes out, blames the whole uh, failure of his campaign on the Jewish in- uh, international banker conspiracy, mm. and then he calls Hillary a C-word. Okay. Yeah. If he I'm calls a... Hillary a cunt, mm. it would be... A pivotal moment a pivotal moment in American politics mm. like probably the nadir of the American political system is Trump the Republican candidate calling the Democratic candidate a cunt okay it would be amazing do you think that will happen
3: um I think it's very strong possibility of that but when he said he was unshackled are you sure he just wasn't referring to the uh, Prometheus unbound you know the Shelley poem Maybe he was referencing that. Hmm. He might not, you know, be unhinged. He might just be a big poetry fan.
2: I'm thinking that's a negative. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't know if Trump reads yeah. poetry, <laughs> unless he writes it himself. Yeah, okay. Hmm. But hey, you know, I, I he could be referring to Prometheus Unbound. Yeah. I'm thinking he's, uh, what I saw at like a couple of his recent uh, uh, rallies, he just like shuts down the teleprompter and mm. it's just you and Mr. Trump. The audience of Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump uncensored. What I like about the, and, uh, the new- So who knows? What I, we don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday.
3: It's true. And, and what I like about these new rallies is that the, the crowd gets so worked up when they see the media walk in, you know? The press corps <laughs> that's just whatever. The people that are being paid like fucking, you know, $7 an hour to cover the goddamn Trump campaign, you know, for for whatever stupid website or newspaper. And they're literally being just like jeered at, screamed at. You know. Eventually yeah. what's going to happen is one of them is just going to get fucking just pounced on yeah. by a whole group of people. And they're throwing
2: shit at them. Yeah.
3: And there's just going to be a crunchy mess of flesh and bone left when they're done stomping him to death. That's what's going to happen. I guarantee you. That's the Harrison <laughs> guarantee. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it's, it, it's, been a, yeah. it's been a fascinating election. And I, yeah, I don't know what's coming next. Mm. And uh, they, they say that, you know, I've, I was talking to a couple of people who are, um, you know, not, not, not huge Hillary supporters, but definitely not uh, Trump supporters. They're kind of like, I guess you'd call them undecided, but they were saying, like, just wait for Julian Assange to uh, drop the big bombshell WikiLeak and you'll see what will happen this election. Well, first of all, Julian Assange is running out of time because, you know, less than a month away. But second, the WikiLeaks that have been exposed... You know, um, unlike Fox News, who thinks it's like this, this huge, like there's so much gravitas with these emails that have been that that, that have been circulating with, you know, with uh, Hillary Hillary Clinton's transcripts to like her speeches to Goldman Sachs. It's like, sure, we know we know she sold her soul to the bankers. Right. But we, you know, that's not news to me. No, that's everybody. You've got to drop a bombshell yeah. for it to matter at this point.
3: Yeah, I and it, it, it would make a lot of sense for the banks to support her over Trump, you know. Because oh, yeah. they can, you that's know. Right. I mean,
2: she's been bought and sold a million times.
3: Yeah. And Trump is is totally unpredictable. You know, you give money, he might say he'd do one uh, thing. Exactly. You have no so, idea what he's going to do. So
2: that's do. the thing with, with the WikiLeaks to actually matter, mm. it has to be something massive. Right. It has to be, you know, a massive bombshell, something that is so damning that it's going to derail her campaign. I think what would be great is if uh, Julian Assange somehow uncovered. These emails that show a collusion between Trump and Clinton. Could you imagine if he uncovered some emails that was like from Trump to Clinton being like, you know, I'll take, uh, you know, I'll ruin the Republican Party and I'll make sure you get elected. Do you make sure I get the uh, the funding that I need to uh, build my Trump TV network? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I don't, I don't know what would happen. You know, yeah. I have no idea because it would it'd be insane. Be, I have no idea. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know.
3: I don't believe a man like that could keep a... Mike Pence
2: and Tim Kaine.
3: Yeah, and I I don't really believe a man like that could keep a conspiracy like that under wraps. It just doesn't seem right. But, I mean, according to David Icke, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton is a certified psychopath and a war criminal, right? (laughs) So, I don't know. So, who knows? Six in one, half dozen in the other, am
2: I right?
1: The the
3: thing is,
2: uh, Fox News is... Is uh is is, is he keep trying to emphasize that these WikiLeaks and the, these transcripts and these speeches, mm. you know, it's completely overshadowed about a, a Republican candidate for president talking about sexually assaulting women by grabbing them in the pussy. Right. It's like, I'm sorry. These emails, mm. these WikiLeaks that are that have come out so far pale in comparison. Right. So it doesn't really matter. Fox News. Right. You know, (laughs) same with you, Alex Jones. It it doesn't matter. Hillary's not talking about walking up to women and grabbing them in the pussy. That's what matters.
3: I like how the conservative voices are basically like, well, wait, wait. Before you pass judgment on Donald Trump, let's hear what this Euro trash rapist has to say about these emails. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, okay, All right, guys. Sure.
2: And they they try to put so much emphasis on this. You did you read what came out in the emails? About the, about the aliens and the guy from Blink-182? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course. I love it. This is the type of content that's being revealed by Julian Assange. Hmm. Euro rapist. This is what's coming out. He's, he's leaking an email that came out from uh, Tom DeLonge, the former, uh, lead, or former guitarist from the alt-rock band Blink-182, the singer-guitarist from Blink-182, has been writing emails to John Podesta who's the chair of the Clinton campaign, about UFOs. Right. He's, uh, adv- yeah, he's, he's emailed him two times advocating for the disclosure of government information that he claims would confirm sightings of UFOs. Okay. That's what's in these WikiLeaks. Right. I know, exactly. That's why these WikiLeaks should be completely discounted. You know, unless, unless it's something major, like the DNC working together to... Um, you know, destroy the birdie campaign. Well, and uh, you know that—that's showing corruption. And whenever they
3: always—they have one of these, uh, you know, uh, presidents or ex-presidents or whatever the fuck on any kind of talk show. They're like,
2: "So what about
3: aliens?" you know. <laughs> and then they have to be like, "Well, I tried to fi- I tried to look.
2: I didn't see anything." You know. Who cares? Honestly, <laughs> you know, uh, Obama's mm. Obama's always just kind of mm. dismissed it. And he's laughed yeah. about it, and he's just kind of like, "Yeah, you know," but he yeah. just he thinks it's a joke. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. However, Hillary is into aliens, right?
4: Well, I mean, look,
2: they, they call alien UFO enthusiasts declared her as the first ET candidate. Look, all right, you know, I mean, everybody knows
3: that the aliens from Roswell were actually just deformed children engineered by Joseph Mengele and Joseph Stalin. That's news to me, but yeah. uh, that makes sense. No, it's
2: though. true. I, 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 can, I can see that. Yeah.
3: And also, um, if that's not true, then it was actually a secret stealth uh, aircraft that the U.S. was testing and they came up with a cover-up being fake aliens and then covering that up on top of that as a weather balloon just so the Soviets wouldn't be like, oh, they have secret aircraft they are doing with the Nazi scientists. And, and it's referred to in some of these conspiracy uh, articles as the Nazi war machine. But guess what, motherfucker? I entire, our entire goddamn aerospace program was goddamn Nazis. You know? Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah exactly. Like, uh, so, the Nazi scientists yeah. so the, created most of that Apollo technology. Apollo
3: 11 is the Nazi war machine. I'm wondering
2: if they preserved some of these Nazi scientists. Werner von Braun? I'm wondering if they preserved a lot of these Nazi scientists. I mean, yeah. And, yeah. and keep them. You know, at Area 51, working on this alien technology. Well, dude,
3: Werner von Braun was buddies
2: with Walt Disney. That does not surprise me. Yeah, so they've fr- they're frozen together. Another famous anti-Semite. Yes, um, exactly. You know, you sound a lot like Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. He wrote in one of these emails, <laughs> referring to the Roswell conspiracy theory, that the U.S. government recovered an alien spacecraft in 1947. He says when Roswell crashed, they shipped it to a laboratory at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. General McCaslin was in charge of that exact laboratory up to a couple years ago. He knows about these things. He's from Blink right. 182. And if
3: there weren't, and if there weren't aliens, uh, what were they doing with all those tiny coffins? They were moving from the scene. Who was in the coffins? Who's in a coffin that small? Aliens.
2: Well, the, you know, the only way I can explain any kind of success that Blink-182 had is Aliens. <laughs> you know, mind control, Aliens. Because right. why else is that band, why, how did that band even make any money? How is Tom DeLonge a famous person?
3: Is that that fucking band where it's like, Father of mine, will you love me? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That song. Yeah. <laughs> that-
2: that's probably the worst Blink One Eighty Two uh, impression I've ever heard. Yeah. No, I don't know. I okay. I can't name a single song. <laughs> but I mean, to be honest, I'm a little uh, too old for that music. Like yeah. I think I think it was like a millennial thing, isn't it? Like weren't they like you know when millennials were in fourth grade they listened to Blink One Eighty Two.
3: Yes, pop punk and such. Yeah, I've
2: I've always hated that genre. Like that whole mm. that whole period from like nineteen ninety five to two thousand and five, like ten years of just the bleakest period of music. I mean there were some like good opinion. underground metal bands. Right. There, there were some... It never ended. It, uh, it never stopped. No, there, there were some good bands. There are some good modern bands, that, you know, current bands that came out. And there were some good underground bands during that period. But I'm saying, like, the mainstream bands at that time were some of the, the most god-awful music I've ever heard. Linkin Park, Limp Biscuit, Nickelback, Blink-182. The thing is with, like, yeah. Nickelback and Limp Biscuit and uh, Linkin Park, at least they had, you know, fans that were of legal age. You know, like Blink-182 right. and Sum 41. Like, when they did concerts, it's like 12-year-olds were there. So they couldn't even, like, shag their fans no. without going to prison. Right. So that's, I mean, that's probably why this dude, went like, got so obsessed with aliens. Ah. You know? I see, I see your reasoning there. He's sublimating the sexual aggression and the frustration right. into aliens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: So, Delange from Blink-182 has a public history with regards to his belief in alien life. Since 2011, he's operated a uh, website called Strange Times, devoted to extraterrestrials, paranormal activity, cryptozoology, and conspiracy theories. Mm. Yeah, he's... But if you go there
3: now, there's nothing there but an ad for his book. Yeah, probably. So, haha. Who's, who's the crazy now? Who's insane now? It's,
2: it's, so you're saying this is all like a brilliant marketing strategy? Yes. Yeah, it is quite brilliant. Yes. I should have marketed my book this way. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a different situation now. Um, yeah. Delange told Rolling Stone that back in April that his obsession with aliens dates back to his Blink-182 days, a fact that he concealed from his bandmates at the time. <laughs> <laughs> right which, which makes a lot of sense I think what probably was happening is he was doing a lot of meth still does a lot yep. of meth and the bandmates were like dude his drug problem's going crazy and they're like it's not as bad as the aliens he won't shut the fuck no. up about the aliens mm-hmm. um, yeah he, uh, he ended up breaking up uh, parting ways with the band in uh, January 2015 apparently that band's been around for more than two decades did you know that? God it's horrible God I, I didn't even know um, yeah. When he was interviewed with Rolling Stone, he revealed the truth about his decision to quit the band. He said that uh, he wanted to focus on his true calling, studying extraterrestrials and UFOs. Okay, something he's been passionate for about for a long time. And now it's there aren't enough weirdos on the internet <laughs> studying,
3: uh, you know, cryptozoology and UFOlogy and whatnot. There's we need some more. We
2: do need some more of these scholars. So, so you know, as a uh, seasoned drug user. When at what point do you just cross the line from reality <laughs> into just complete fantasy and just you become obsessed with something like aliens? Is it meth that does that? Is it heroin? Like what what drug causes you causes this to happen?
3: God, that is an apt question sir. That is an apt 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 question. Uh, yeah, well well meth can certainly do that to you, especially since, you know, you start staying up for 2 days. And uh, statues Sleep deprivation Yeah, sleep depri- statues start to get up and walk around Start to dance, start to move And you're like, oh, who's, who's that guy? It's a statue, it's not moving you know." And I, I walk down my street And I'm like, oh, cool They're, They started putting uh, skull totems On the sidewalk, it's about time And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's a fire hydrant Wait a minute, what the fuck is a skull totem? That's not even a real thing
2: <laughs> So that's math yeah, but what about like years of uh, of uh, LSD abuse, like years of like, you know, tripping on acid?
3: Oh, yeah, well, that'll fuck you. No, no to this day, nobody really understands the effects of LSD, you know, hmm. so people and it's like if you have any tendency towards schizophrenia or whatever, like that'll that'll help it, you know, come out. That'll help that, that, that LSD can be its coming out party. It's debutante ball, if you will. Right.
2: Hmm. That yeah. that I could I could under, I could see that ushering you into the realm of insanity, <laughs> yeah. and it, and I think that's where Tom DeLonge lives yeah. now. Like yeah. He, yeah, he's got some bunk beds set up in yeah. the crazy world. Yeah. Um. But the, the 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 interesting thing about it, and that's why I'm surprised that Alex Jones uh, and all those other infowars infowars like Trumpkin trolls haven't cl- cl- like glommed onto this because Hillary Clinton is amenable. To uh, UFO conspiracy theories. You know, uh, she was on Kimmel. And uh, when Jimmy Kimmel asked her about UFOs, she corrected his terminology. She said, you know, actually, there's a new name. It's Unexplained Aerial Phenomenon. Yeah. UAP. That's the latest nomenclature. Did you know that?
3: Um, I did not know that. But has anyone made a new version of the Phenomenon song? I had never heard that, that before. With that clip. Like, that's news to me. Has anyone made the song? That's my question.
2: Is that another Blink One Eighty Two song that I don't know about?
3: No, man, the Phenomenon song. How do you not know the song? What does the matter is with you? What
2: is the Phenomenon song?
3: Phenomenon, na 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 na, Phenomenon, na 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 na, right? Na 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 na
2: na na Yes, from the Muppets, of course. That's it's a damn good song. Yeah. You know what? Uh, what do you think Trump's position is on aliens? Um, I don't know, but. Uh,
3: He'll have to go up to his tower and ask some of them, because I know he has some that live there, and the very beautiful apartments, beautiful, beautiful apartments they live in.
2: I think it might be doggy style. Yeah, I don't think Trump is a I don't think Trump's above fucking aliens. If he finds them attractive, he will yeah. grab the aliens by whatever that you know whatever yeah. that is that looks like a pussy. By the sflix flog. He'll grab him by that. He'll do it. <laughs> He'll just go up, grab that slick floor, yeah. and just, you know, bang him. That's what, that's what he's going to do. Doggy yeah. style. Yeah,
3: um, He'll fondle the schleem. He'll do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, dude. Yeah. He'd probably shag more aliens than Captain Kirk. Ooh. Um. Mrs. Clinton has vowed that barring any threats to national security, she would open up government files on the subject, Mm. which is a huge shift from Obama. Uh, She's embraced the issue with absolutely unprecedented level of interest in American politics. So uh, it's weird to me because, you know, she's the subject of sundry Republican conspiracy theories, but no one's talking about her, you know, uh, uh, her Mm. ease of uh, accepting aliens. I don't get it.
3: You know, I was just at the, the old country store uh, in town today, and we picked up some uh, sundried Republican conspiracy theories. They were delicious. Oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, freshly made. But uh, what I will say is that that sentence is the dumbest sentence I've ever heard because, like, barring a, a, you know a, a threat to national security, of course if there are aliens it's a threat to national security. <laughs> People would light themselves <laughs> on fire and start running off cliffs and bash their heads in against the walls. Are you kidding me? It would make everyone go insane.
2: I wonder. See, now that's something that would overshadow the uh, "grab him by the pussy" comment. Right. If an alien landed, you know, during <laughs> the debate, I don't think people would be talking about that. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what, what uh Euro rapist Hassan should do. Right. Get the aliens here. just yeah. somehow use your WikiLeak powers to get aliens to come down, and you'll really disrupt the uh, the uh, electoral process.
3: Is he an albino? assange i don't know you know i saw he, I, I saw twin albinos at comic-con twins identical twin albinos. i was like i want to fucking study you guys man like i want to study them like mengela sound like mengla
2: i know did uh were they dreadlocked white guys like uh, from the movie the matrix no they
3: weren't the guys from the matrix all right and and i, I was about to say i blocked those last two matrix movies out of my mind until now
2: I was about to say, you should probably leave them alone. They, right. were, they were kind of tough. They were tough guys. They, yeah. they knew karate or something.
4: I want to study the two of you.
2: <laughs> I don't know why I said that like Arnold, but whatever. You know, he's not voting for Trump. No. It's the first time in his life he's going to vote Democrat. No, because he's, you know. He the likes, Schwarzenegger. Yeah,
3: he likes fucking Mexican the, maids. The Terminator. Right? Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: um Clinton said in recent interviews that as a president, she would release information about Area 51. Her position though, and this is kind of atypical for her, it's not a, it's not a response to public sentiment because 63% of Americans do not believe in UFOs, which I find that kind of weird. Like, do, you, um, do you believe that aliens exist? I
3: believe they exist. I don't believe they have visited Earth. Just because of the way the laws of physics work and, and the amount of, of time and energy to come up with fucking technology that basically bends the laws of physics. It's just unlikely. The universe is a big place. Very unlikely. I,
2: I agree with you. I think the universe is vast. There are thousands of solar systems. And I don't, you know, I don't deny that, uh, that there are aliens somewhere in the universe. I'm thinking that aliens might have actually been aware of us. But they're just like, there's such a low form of, of uh, life yeah, it was base form of life that we have no interest in even contacting you, right? And and, uh, and if and if the aliens are, are somehow watching the debates right. and seeing how we elect our leaders, I don't think they'll ever contact us.
3: <laughs> well, I mean that would be that would be interesting if they were doing that. But like the stuff we always send out to them is like stupid, you know like this is a time capsule we're sending to the aliens and it has part of a Fleetwood Mac song and this drawing I drew on a desk for my girlfriend (laughs) Becky in the fourth grade. You know, like that's all the shit we send the aliens. It's like, why do they give a shit? If I was an alien, I'd be like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna kill you, like Prometheus style.
2: Yeah, I wonder what, yeah, exactly. It's like, don't they send radio signals? It's like, have you listened (laughs) to the radio lately? Yes. It's probably the Mexican radio station with playing mm-hmm. that, that, that horrible banana boat music.
3: Yeah, the, the accordion stuff, yeah.
2: Yeah, with the, with the accordion. It's like, if I heard that, I'd be like, you know what? Isn't it odd to you how
3: Latino culture, uh, the, like the popular music they listen to, hasn't really changed in about 100 years? Like, there's <laughs> like four generations of people basically listening to the same exact fucking music.
2: You know, a lot of people, especially people that live in Europe, probably have never encountered this music. But mm. in Los Angeles, this is why I know, this is why no one listens to radio in Los Angeles. Why you listen to podcasts or Spotify or CDs <laughs> or something or MP3s in your car? Right. Um, it's because I don't know. I would say every radio station, like half the stations on FM, are Spanish you know Mexican music stations right so it's like you hear that and it's all that same like burp, 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 like with an accordion and a, yeah. and, a, and so like you drive around and you'll see a, a Mexican guy that's like in his 20s and he's blasting that music that norteña yeah. music oh yeah I don't get it hmm. I don't I don't get it it's still <laughs> it's yeah, an it's interesting still...
3: thing I can't I don't know enough to explain it but it's an interest it's just weird you know we've changed it's... a lot in, in the, 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 the style of popular music over time
2: yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 multigenerational. I don't understand why. Yeah, but it may, you know, I'm not Mexican, so m- maybe that's part of the reason. I'm thinking if they're piping that to the aliens, or if they're playing Blink 182, and those aliens mm. hear that, might be a war, war of the worlds. Father you know, of mine
3: is enough to cause a war, in my opinion.
2: Send them like David Bowie or something. Yeah, you know. Neil Merriweather. That's what aliens want to hear. (laughs) They do. Anyway, (laughs) people, this episode 554 here is sick and wrong. Um, We have some sick and wrong news stories coming up next. We've got some good ones this week. And uh, we have phone calls after that. Before we get to our first story, here's a word from Adamandeve.com.
1: Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code. Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Logarix disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring, but thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code Diddle, D-I-D-D. I'm now new man.
2: So Harrison, the uh, the real winner of uh, this past debate here was um, Ken Bone. Ken Bone, the new darling of the internet.
3: Oh yes, that, that fellow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love how the internet just kind of arbitrarily just picks somebody just so they can just kind of, and, and what they do is they ironically ridicule this person because mm. there are other people that they could have picked, you know, that were kind of normal. I'm surprised they didn't pick on the fat guy. I don't know if you saw the fat guy.
3: There was a, f- oh, the fatter guy. Yeah.
2: The really fat yeah, guy. No, the, Instead, the fatter
3: guy looked like, because it was him, there was a super fat guy. And then there was a guy who looked exactly like Edward Snowden in front of him, <laughs> and I'm like, if the cops don't bust in and bust Snowden, he's gonna fucking eat this dude. That'd
2: you have know? been great if Snowden was like in some kind of like Mission Impossible style disguise. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. thought no, there was just like this huge fat guy that was kind of like sitting behind Ken Bone, but the the internet sort of like glommed on the Ken Bone, and I think it's mostly because of the red sweater. The, uh, the glasses, and the fact that he looks like almost a combination, like an amalgamation of every Tim and Eric character that's ever existed.
3: Well, yeah, let's be honest. It's 90% the name, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but know. so anyway, this guy, this, this seemingly innocuous human being, uh, the, the, the internet just collectively adored him. And then all of a sudden, the poor guy goes on Reddit, does an amma, doesn't uh, ask me anything, and yeah. instead of using a burner account, which I think most celebrities tend to do, he used his actual Reddit handle, Stan oh, yeah. Gibson eighteen, which he's been using for the past like what six seven years, and now it turns out everybody can look at his comment history and see that he looks at somebody. They can find his porn preferences. Uh, they can hear his uh, his sentiment on the Trayvon Martin killing. In other words, he kind of became like, everybody's sort of like, oh, we adored this person for about seven hours, and now we think he's just a pervert. Right. You know, cut the guy some slack. Seriously.
3: But apparently that's what happens. I guess that that happened with the guy who uh, saved Gerald Ford's life from fucking Squeaky Fromm. And then they're like, wait a minute, this guy's a queer. (laughs) Literally. Did that that really happen? I've never
2: heard this. The, guy, yeah, what, the they, guy was a Sippel, gay dude. His
3: name was Sipple, and they the, literally the media just ruined his life. You wait,
2: know? how what did he do? Did he twat, did he like uh, just uh, tackle Squeaky From?
3: I think he did. I think that's what he did. I'm not sure exactly how he saved Ford, but he did save Ford.
2: And so wait, then, then all of a sudden, they uh, they're like, "Oh, he's a gay guy," and just completely sullied his reputation. Yep. And wow. this was,
3: you know, this was the early 70s, so you
2: know. Well Ken Bone like in a seriously overnight became a sensation like his Twitter you know it just increased exponentially and then all of a sudden Uber is uh, sponsoring him did you see that? No. Yeah, Uber Black is sponsoring. Him. So he starts tweeting out about like I'm taking my the first Uber Black in St. Louis. Ugh. And so people are like, "Oh, Ken Bone sold out already." It's like, "Oh, come on, dude." If of I course. if I were Ken Bone I would have yeah. already been contacting China mass-producing red v-neck sweaters with like a Ken Bone insignia on the yeah. breast. Of course. You know? You gotta. Oh, I would have sold out as fast, as, as quickly as possible and as much as possible because this guy's 15 minutes were, were done in like 10 minutes because everyone figured out is he's a pervert. The worst
3: thing you could get out of oh. the things you could ask for.
2: <laughs> what was that?
3: Fame without money is the worst thing
2: you could get. Uh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, yeah. What what good is that? Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to forget about Ken Bone come, you know, November 15th. I mean, no one's going to remember this guy. Saturday Night Live already kind of dismissed him.
3: Did they? Yeah. <laughs> well, his question was stupid. I mean, I don't think they write their own questions, to be honest. But if they did, it's it was, it's like, how about that energy stuff, guys? That was basically the equivalent of his question. You know? <laughs> this well, energy stuff's crazy. What about this? We hear about this in the news. You seen this? You heard about this? It's energy.
2: In his defense, the guy works for some energy plant. Right. Like he's like a I think he's like Homer Simpson or something that works for like an energy plant. <laughs> <laughs> I think he basically okay. is. Yeah. Like he's had the same job for like the past thirty years. I don't know, twenty years. But anyway, so the guy goes on this uh Reddit. Ama because he's riding out this, you know, fame roller coaster here. And uh, all of a sudden, the Internet's like, oh, check it out. We can go look at his history. And so they find out that he had, like, been looking at Jennifer Lawrence's hack nude pictures, much like every red-blooded American um, right. did back then when during, uh, what was that called?
3: F- a fap gate?
2: Oh, the The fappening. The
3: fappening. The right, fappening.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> fat like...
3: Gauzy. Fat Gazi, fat
2: yeah. <laughs> Dude, the fappening was probably one of the greatest moments on the internet, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's, here's what his comment is on it. Maybe she should have been more careful with her picks, but the bad guys are still the ones who sought them out and looked at them. He goes on, by which I mean guys like me. I saw her butthole, and I liked it. Right. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I admire him a little bit more for that.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's not, you know,
2: that's That's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is being, you know, he's being candid here. It's being honest. I mean,
3: if I, if something ever happened to me and they they listen to all these shows, you know, my God, man.
2: Uh, Dude, you know, if, uh, if like you ever happen to like shoot up a high school or something or you're, you walk into your office, they're going to look at these shows and be like, you, do you realize what he said (laughs) over these years? Like all these, the, the past year, dude. You've been on the show for like a year. I think now yeah, it's yeah. been about a year.
3: It's been about a year.
2: So yeah. over the past few months, you've said some horrible things, incriminating Absolutely. things. Yeah, your your 15 minutes of fame would probably be about three minutes. I, I've
3: met. I've admitted masturbating to films that most people wouldn't even think to even <laughs>
2: open their fucking jeans to. You know. i um, in other posts. Yeah. Ken Bone celebrated Gawker's bankruptcy. Um, He admitted to committing felony insurance fraud. He also wrote that the killing of Trayvon Martin was legally justified.
3: Well, technically, it was legally justified in the state of Florida because the state of Florida is retardo.
2: And the the thing is, the Internet, they're so they're so willing to, uh, you know, get their ire up and freak out about nothing before they actually look at the context so with the, right. th- the thing with uh, the Trayvon Martin thing he commented on someone posted a, a link to an article where the gun used to kill Trayvon Martin sold for 250k and so he commented it doesn't have to be a, a one or the other view here from what I read about the case of the shooting of Trayvon Martin it was justified but from what I've learned of Zimmerman through statements his interview and his behavior he's a big old shit bird yeah, I gotta say I agree yeah Zimmerman sucks. So it it sucks that the bad guy legally ki- killed a kid in self defense. But um but yeah, he's he's a shitbird, as 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 Ken <clears throat> Ken Bone seemed to say here. Right. Um Bone also posted a lot of not safe for work forums, especially ones that featured pictures of pregnant women in swimsuits. Mm. Bone called them beautiful human submarines.
3: That's cute, though.
2: You know, but, but who are we to kink shame another guy? Right, yeah. You know?
3: It's a cute description. I don't know. What do I know? You know?
2: You ever been into pregnant porn? No. Like it, it horrifies me. Like, that's a horror movie for me. Like, I could go sit through, you know, uh, It Follows or any of those other neo-horror movies, and I'm, I'm fine. But if I watch a pregnant porn, that's, to me, that's worse than, yeah, that's, that's, that's worse than a chestburster from Alien. Huh. Like I'm, I, that freaks me out. It freaks me out. I, I don't like it. <laughs> it, it's goes, it goes beyond fantasy. It makes me think like, oh, oh shit, that baby's going to be born. It's going to ruin that guy's life. Right. In the next 18 years, you're shackled to that woman. Uh, you well, know, it Apparently just,
3: the semen helps the, the fetus or something, right?
0: No. i heard this. <laughs> this I, I've heard this. <laughs> Who I've told you this? this?
3: It like fertilizes, it makes it smarter. It does something. <laughs> what do you think it's All like? Right, a I saw power this up? on an episode of Nip Tuck. I don't know <laughs> if this is actually true. I admit it.
2: <laughs> it's like a power up for the fetus or something? Yeah, it's a power up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it? The semen comes in there, and then the, the baby's just like, sweet, dude. Let me put this tube over here and, and slurp that shit. Yeah. I don't think it works like that personally, okay. but I don't know. What do I know? Um. But yeah, so we, we make this guy, you know, we build this guy up. We make him into, uh, we, we build him into an icon for about five minutes. And then we just tear him down just like that. Put him up mm-hmm. on a pedestal and just knock the pedestal down. Yep, It's bullshit. So, we, what it, so we, he's we, a meme. We turned him into a meme. And then we just, then, then we judge him.
3: Yeah. And uh-huh. we promise to give the fetus its sweet, sweet semen. And then we come all over <laughs> her back instead. We
2: totally, yeah, Yeah, you know, we we totally deny the fetus. Yeah, so uh, Bone didn't seem too upset about the discovery of his past posts. Apparently, even though he did delete some. Uh, Some uh, Reddit questioner here asked him, "Have you yet to delete all the comments you made on porn subreddits? Because you forgot about them, or because you just don't care? Who knows." And this is what, how Bone responded. And this is why I think this guy should uh, go into politics. He says, I'm not running for president. I can say whatever I want. I looked at naked chicks and I wrote stuff about it while taking a shit. I'd feel bad if only 10,000 dudes weren't doing what I did right now. Right. You know, and th- th- more power to him. Ken Bone, jerk off to pregnant porn. Stare at Jennifer Lawrence's butthole. You know, go, go right ahead and be, be yourself. Sure. I accept him for who he is, Ken Bone. That's what Trump could have done, though. If Trump would have been like, you know, Pence, you're out of here. I'm taking Ken Bone on. I guarantee right. his poll ratings would have gone up. Probably, yeah. Yeah, no. What do you, what do you got here for the next no. story?
3: Right, not with women. What's what
2: what up? You, you what do you got here for the next story?
3: Oh, okay. <clears throat> I got a fantastic story of a... He- a hero, an American hero.
2: just The greatest American hero?
3: The greatest American hero, believe yeah, I, it or
2: not. I heard that song today, Believe It or Not, I'm Walking on Air.
3: What, in like a drugstore?
2: No, I, uh, I ended up actually DJing a party. Mm. Um, uh, my girlfriend's parents had a housewarming party, so I DJed it mm. today. It was a solid Yacht Rock playlist, and uh, mm. that was a song I selected for it, yeah.
3: No, that's a that's an odd choice, but uh, I
1: like it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I forgot about that song. Yeah. It's a yacht oh, rock so, classic. I forget who writes it, but uh, that song and uh, remember the theme song from Arthur. Oh sure.
1: Uh,
3: Have you ever been caught between the moon and
2: New, New York, York City? City? Yeah. yeah, that that came on too.
3: Yeah, it's that's a good one. A
2: good
3: one. Uh, so. <clears throat> A half-moon New York man allegedly broke into his neighbor's house to save the family dog from a fire on Thursday night.
2: Now that's a hero. Right?
3: It's, great. it's a, he,
2: That's a heroic action. But there was no fire.
3: Oh. Troopers say he was on LSD and hallucinating. Was there a dog? There was a dog. Okay. so <laughs> There was a dog. Yeah. Uh, troopers say 43-year-old Michael Orchard of Inglewood Drive told them he mixed LSD with cough medicine Thursday afternoon. Why? So this, this man's Thursday afternoon consists of fucking candy flip robo-tripping. <laughs> I don't even know how you describe that. I
2: was about to say, it's like candy flipping is what? Ecstasy and acid.
3: Yeah, so ecstasy is the
2: candy. Okay, so you're robo-flipping, right? I, I just don't like is acid just not potent enough for you. That's kind of insane. I I don't get it. It's like yeah. you know that it, they, it, it, yeah, it, it it makes you hallucinate, walls start to breathe. W- what does Robitussin do on top of that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd never tried that actually.
3: It makes it so that the uh, the state troopers. F- find you standing heroically with a dog in your arms Outside of what you thought was a giant inferno
2: <laughs> Were there people just be like Give me my dog back Yeah
3: <laughs> He believed that the residence was on fire And he was rescuing the dog Said Trooper Mark Sipil Oh my god
2: What kind of dog?
3: Uh, it like a pit say, bull? Because that
2: could have really turned into an awful acid trip.
3: No, it's a very well-behaved dog, I think.
2: No, that's you know? good. The dog's just kind of like, dude, what the fuck are you doing?
3: Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: I was just sleeping.
3: Neighbors tell us Orchard went around the neighborhood banging on doors yelling about a fire. Since no one would help, because there was no fire, <laughs> the animal lover took matters into his own hands to save the dog, allegedly driving his black BMW sedan through the fence of his neighbor's yard. Troopers say once Orchard got through the fence with his vehicle, he got out, went up to the back door, smashed through it, and went inside to family to save the family's
2: large white dog. Wow! Well, first of all, why is he driving? I mean, that, that's never a good idea on acid.
3: No, it's not a good idea. But here's the thing: he's he's crazy, but he's crazy like a fox, because they uh, the the uh, you know whatever ragtag news agencies showed up to cover the story. Uh, asked the trooper why there were no like drug chargers if he, were, if he was high while he was driving. And the trooper said, hey, he drove over yards and through the fence. At no point was he on the roadway and uh, no illegal substances were found in his possession. <laughs> so get this guys, if you're fucking high as fuck, you can just drive through yards and it's not a
2: DUI, you just stay off the road. So, that's kind of a technicality, though. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you can get... So, you can get, <laughs> get really high or really drunk and just drive through, like, people's backyards and you'd be yeah. fine. Because Go who's going to pull you over? The lawn police? <laughs> the guarded gnomes? Like, no one. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. But yeah. God, that's kind of scary. So, this dude... It, so, was this guy just driving along all of a sudden he saw the fire and was like, I got to save the dog? Or did he, like, walk along see this imaginary fire or hallucinate and see the fire and then run home, get his car and drive through the guy's fence. That's what happened. Wow.
3: I think he could, maybe he didn't believe he could climb the fence.
2: I'm yeah. surprised he didn't just drive right through the house.
3: Yeah, me too.
2: He was smashed right into the living room.
3: Well, he has a BMW, you know what I mean? You don't want to drive your BMW into a fire.
2: Yeah, that's a fake true. a fire
3: or whatever. <laughs>
2: but, what know, about the people in the home? Um, th- they're, they're fine um, but, but he didn't he care about that with,
3: yeah we don't really care about that he got charged with burglary and criminal mischief and it's funny because it says that uh, neighbors didn't want to go on camera because they're scared of retribution in the tightly packed development several neighbors listed things Orchard has allegedly destroyed in the past
2: wow he so sounds like a, a menace of,
3: of being some kind of a helpful maniac.
2: God, he sounds like a menace.
3: He does, and if you look at the, the, if you, if you pull up a picture of this on the internet, they have a mugshot of him. And he literally looks, look, the expression on his face looks like he just got caught like skull-fucking the animatronic Abraham Lincoln at <laughs> Disneyland or something. Like literally, that's what the expression looks like. I can't quite describe
2: it any better. <laughs> God, so he's like the neighborhood menace So I bet you, is he, how old is this guy? Uh, I don't know, uh, 43 So he, do you think he still lives at home with his parents? He's just impaired? <clears throat> probably
3: I mean, I would hope so I mean, if he's doing LSD and cough medicine on a Thursday afternoon He probably doesn't have a job Yet <laughs> he still has a BMW so.
2: But it's probably his dad's BMW Right, yeah God, that's, that's the worst case scenario. That's why I don't like watching <laughs> pregnant porn. Is because I imagine, okay. like, I knock up this girl. She ends yep. up having this kid. And then I got this mentally impaired, you know, for lack of a better word, retard that I'm responsible for the rest of my life. And he's going to live with me and drive my BMW while high on acid and Robitussin.
3: <laughs> right.
2: To go <laughs> save a dog from an imaginary fire. <laughs> How embarrassing is that? You know what? It reminds me of uh, my friend Kessler. This is uh, this is before I moved to um, to Michigan. I was still in South Africa at the time, but like when he was in like elementary school, junior high, there was a neighborhood menace very similar to this situation, and he was known around the neighborhood. He was like probably in his late thirties, still lived at home. Yeah, I think he went to high school for a couple years, never graduated. Some kind of mental illness going on there. But his name was like Pat West or, or Tom, Tom Boone. Something like that. Forget the name of the guy. But he was whacked. And you would see him like sometimes just butt naked watering, watering the lawn. Just butt naked. And just standing there. Smiling. Staring at the lawn. Watering the lawn. Anyway, this... Uh, on uh, like probably about six houses down from where Kessler lived. There was a Jewish judge... His name was Judge uh, Spector, I think his name was. He was part of the congregation. But they live in this home. They moved because of this incident. This guy, Pat West, smashed all the windows on the first floor of this home, spray-painted swastikas all over the home, and then wrote nigger all over the walls. I don't know if he realized. (laughs) I don't know if he was just trying to cover all the racist angles or if he thought that the swastik, I have no idea what he thought. He was just an insane person. But Judge Spector woke up at like three in the morning and, uh, yeah, and found this guy smashing his windows, spray painting swastikas all over his house. <laughs> yeah, he ended up getting institutionalized for that. But he, he, they he came back. But everyone just knew him in the neighborhood as yeah. just this like complete psycho. And I think this guy's probably the same, the same type of dude. Hmm. What do you do about that?
3: The, you know, you wait.
2: <laughs> you do. do you think waves. your parents were thankful that you actually went to college and, and you know became like a semblance of a decent human being
3: I, I think so i mean i think they had very high expectations at first <laughs> and then they kind of were just like wow well, he's not in prison you know you know he's, he's not, not a prison yeah
2: he's not still living at home yeah. you know, doing acid and robitussin on a thursday afternoon right <laughs> you know so in a sense, that's all right. Mm. Kind of accomplished something. So what happened to the guy? He's in jail? I told you. He got arrested for burglary and criminal mischief.
3: God. End I, of story. Justice done.
2: If I was that kid, that that dude's dad, I'd just be like, keep him. I don't want yeah. him back. Just keep yeah. him. Fine. He's yours now. You won. Well, he is. He, he, nobody bailed him
3: out. <laughs> I'm nobody sure his fuck would not be bailing that guy down. out.
2: Even if he called me, he's like, dad, come on. No. <laughs> I don't have to get you anymore, so. Uh... Commit smarter crimes, son, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the dog was okay, right? The dog was fine. All right, no animals Probably harmed. Probably enjoyed the, the adventure, right? Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah. All right, third story we got here comes in from Joe K. Joe K. He writes. I think that
3: dog story came in from Nicole, by the way.
2: Okay, we actually had a...
3: seeing on the Facebook.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Joe K. sent this one. Sent this one in here. He writes, This is like you, Harrison, and Nigga Face plotting a murder. Okay. He's right, though. This is the true meeting of the criminal masterminds here. Uh, yeah. CCTV caught. Well,
3: I think they already did that movie. Oh, did and, they? You know, you, you were played by Billy Crystal, and I was played by Danny DeVito. And then face was played by that old lady from the Goonies, right? It's called Throw Mama from <laughs> Throw the Train. Throw Mama from the Train. That's one of pretty much what the best films that... ever made.
2: <laughs> that pretty much was the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, CCTV caught deaf, intellectually disabled trio discussing plot to murder housemate. They call it security vision. I, I like this. Security vision. Caught three deaf intellectually disabled people discussing a plot to murder one of their housemates minute, minutes before he was tossed off a balcony in uh, East Melbourne. So this happened in Australia. Now you want to be careful here, all right? This is tricky. This is a tricky story to report. It is a tricky story to report, and I'm sure I'm going to offend at least some of the, uh, the, the more politically correct people out there. The word re- This is just a disclaimer. The word retard might be uttered from my mouth at least once. Okay. Maybe twice. I just want to give that disclaimer. So if you're squeamish about that, just skip on to the phone calls. They'll be up in about 10 minutes. Georgia Fields, Jake Ferris, and Warwick Tuhi, which is a good name for a retarded guy. Warwick Tuhi. Oh, yeah. Are accused of murdering Robert Wright, who suffered a catastrophic head injury when he fell from his second floor apartment balcony. The three friends are facing a special hearing in the Victorian Supreme Court after being found unfit to stand trial due to their intellectual disabilities. You know, which I imagine that must happen all the time in Australia, because they drink a lot of fosters over there. Yep. You know, they um, they, and I I bet you that just happens. They drink a lot of fosters over there. And uh, they go out and they commit ridiculous crimes. So I bet you there's a lot, oftentimes they probably have a specific court that just tries people that for or that that decides whether or not you're fit to stand trial. Right. Yeah. So this they, hearing. And they,
3: they, yeah, they get bitten by these spiders, make their brains half necrotic.
2: Or what? Or yeah. Or those other just just bizarre animals that they, yeah. you know, they, they they do weird they do weird things in Australia. They have weird animals. They drink weird, large beers. Yeah. You know, it's this is probably a common occurrence there. Uh, the hearing will determine if the trio actually committed the crime. Uh, two of the defendants here, though, Georgia Fields, the female, and Ferris, Jake Ferris, have pled not guilty, while Warwick Toohee has pleaded not guilty on the grounds of mental impairment. So he's like, I'm too retarded to stand uh, trial. Like, you can't try me for murder, because I'm too retarded to even comprehend what a murder is. Which one is deaf? They're all deaf. They're all deaf? They're all deaf and they're all retarded.
3: Jesus Christ. It kind of sounds so, like the tell beginning... Tell me there's a God, somebody, please. It sounds me, like the uh, beginning Explain of a... to me how there's a God somehow.
2: <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of a really, like, off-color joke, you know? Right. Three deaf retards try to plot a murder. <laughs> 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 it's like something Andrew Dice Clay would say.
1: Um, Oh,
2: oh, so the prosecutor here told the court the trio was captured on CCTV in the foyer and lift of the apartment building discussing in sign language a plan to murder their roommate shortly before he was killed. Forensic geniuses here. You know what this reminded me of? It's kind of like, do you ever see Hitchcock's Rope? Uh, no actually you ever seen rope it 's a great movie it 's uh they, These two guys are obsessed with Nietzsche, and they decide to plot the perfect murder because they feel they're mm. superhumans and they can right. get away their Ubermensch or whatever they can get away with murder and that 's the whole goal is to see if they can actually get away with murder and mm. Then what they do is they they murder this this uh, woman 's fiance who is one of their friends, and they invite the woman and her family and they serve dinner on top of his corpse. Mm. Like, they put, the, he, they put his corpse in, like, a, I don't know, like, a, like some kind of, uh, like, a, a cedar chest or something, and then they put a, a tablecloth over it, and they eat dinner on top of the corpse, all the while, just being like, I have no idea why, why he didn't show up. So, they wanted to see if they could get away with the murder, but Jimmy Stewart, he's smart enough, he's too smart. Jimmy Stewart was a smart guy. He figured it out. Ah. Don't want to ruin it for you. It's a good movie. But this sounds like... You just
3: ruined it. You just ruined it for me.
2: <laughs> well, I think you'd know where it was going if you saw all right, it. All right, all right. <laughs> but anyway, this sounds like Hitchcock's Rope if it was directed, not by Hitchcock, but by Harmony Korine. Okay. If Harmony Korine yeah, totally. directed Rope, it would totally. be a lot like this movie. Mm. Three deaf retards plot a murder. Um, so anyway, so they're, they're caught on camera using sign language to play in the murder. So it's hard for me to, to, to really represent, because I don't know how to sign. You know, I don't know anything about sign language. But this is what they, they, the court was able to interpret from the films. Mrs. Fields asked Mr. Ferris, you want dead or alive, or how die? Mr. Ferris then signed to her, can strangle neck area, what do you think? Then Mr. Toohy Signed to Mr. Ferris, Strangle Risky. And then Miss Fields says, Fall good, fall good. So they all decided, based on those uh, that series of sign languages, got to make him fall. Right.
3: Which which I, I couldn't not help in tribute to uh, Mr. Lewis Carroll and uh, Mr. Uh, Dice Clay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you saying? Fields...
3: Miss Fields and Mr. Ferris were walking close at hand. They wept like anything to see their roommate up on high. Miss Fields asked Mr. Ferris, you want dead or alive? And how die? Oh!
2: <laughs> Hickory go. dickory duck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never liked Andrew Dice Clay. He's the
1: worst. You know, He's even the back,
2: worst. oh, my brother loved him. My brother was obsessed yeah. with that movie Ford Fairlane. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's like if, if it was a gay thing or what it was, but like mm. I just never found him funny. Mm. I, mean, I loved, I uh, think you know Eddie Murphy back then, and I even loved Rodney Dangerfield. I did not like uh, listening to, um, to 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 Dice. I just uh, the whole thing. I just found was really corny. Is yeah. that what happened to that dude?
3: He's actually pretty successful now, dude. He was like in a Woody Allen movie. He was, uh, you know. He's he's working a lot these days. Wow, I'm surprised. He, ha- he did have like a 20 year period where he did like nothing. I thought for
2: sure. I thought yeah, for sure he, he was back. like selling squeegees on infomercials so, or something. Yeah. Wow. I know he like reinvented himself. So in the end, brute retard strength, tarred, tarred strength. Because a lot of you know that's the thing with retarded people, is they you underestimate them. You think they're retarded, but they have like brute strength. I mean, do you ever see Slingblade? Yes, I saw sling blade.
3: I don't know if that's, a, if that's actually a, something you could cite as a factual uh, okay. basis. Okay, of, of
2: mice and men. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, brute retard strength is a phenomenon. It's a true okay, phenomenon. It, it, right. it can happen. And I think yep. at the end, it's like, that's, that's what's going to prevail. They're going to just pick the guy up and throw him off the balcony. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. Uh, Ferris and Tuhi confronted Mr. Wright in the apartment. And they just lifted him up and threw him over the balcony handrail. As the as Georgia Fields, the female um, watched on. A uh, neighbor told police that when they saw he he was standing on his balcony, he saw Mr. Wright, uh, the victim, hanging from the rail, holding onto someone's hands before they just let go and they let him fall. Oof. When the police were arri- when the police finally arrived, the three were found inside the apartment. They each told detectives different accounts of what had happened. I would love to hear those alibis. What what, what do you think they're going to say? It's like, i was sitting here watching Sesame Street, drinking a Foster's. I don't know. It's like, I'm drinking apple juice. Yeah, watching Rain Man. I I don't know. What what are they going to say? What do retarded (laughs) people do all day?
3: I was on my way to work driving through my neighbor's yards because I'm not allowed (laughs) on the roadway legally.
2: You know, it's I don't know about Australian retarded people, but is that how it works here in America? Like, do they just say... Oh, you're a retarded person. Let's just give you three other retarded roommates and you guys all live together.
3: Uh, I don't think they do that here. Actually, I have no idea. You know what? I think they do do that here because I've seen it at the Rite Aid near your goddamn house,
2: dude. Yeah, but there's orderly. They have orderlies there to take care of them, don't they? Because I've seen orderlies bringing them to the Rite Aid. Right. Yeah, it
3: can't just be run, self-run. You know,
2: <laughs> I just I, who's paying the or rent just be
3: on fire constantly.
2: Oh, well, what are they on like disability? I imagine maybe disability pays for, you know, the the rent. But what are they doing, you know, for food or who's cooking dinner? What are they doing for work? I don't know. I have, I have no idea. I don't know how it works in Australia, but uh I believe half the population is retarded. So maybe it makes more sense there. Um yeah. The court heard that Mr. Wright. And uh, Tui's relationship had deteriorated since they began living together. The victim, having accused his housemates of stealing his a tablet computer and a phone from his bedroom a year before he was killed. Yep, that's another thing too. I wonder what happens here. Like, does doesn't isn't the family obligated to take care of their retarded son or sibling? Um
3: no I don't No, you could just send them to a home or something right can't you
2: I get but you have to pay for it I mean does this does
3: yeah you do have to pay for
2: it but yeah, I wonder that's... if that happens in in Australia you just become a ward of the state and they're just like okay we're gonna put you in a roommate your situation here
3: yeah they put it they they basically they they house them in whatever kind of situation makes the funniest sitcom premise <laughs> so it's like <laughs> If this, does this sound like the worst Neil Simon play you've ever read? Yes, let's do this, you know? Wow, yeah. Let's get Jack Klugman and a, and a couple of retards to live together. It'll be hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand how it works. No and yeah. i Anyway, the special hearing continues. I didn't say that. It's, 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 that's what's in the article. The special hearing continues. And it is a very special hearing. We'll find out what happens there. <laughs> People send your stories, stick around Podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we have phone calls coming up next, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve.
1: What do you do? When you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving, you got a raging boner that won't go away, and you're considering fucking your grandmother. You go to Adam and Eve, of course, you buy a jerk off sleeve, you know, a deal, pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before. You have to bend over your grandma the table and just fuck her. So go to haveonee.com and type in the code diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's what grandpa used to do to your dad. Back to you later. Bye.
2: So, we got a few phone calls on the hotline. 323 522 4032 is that number. Uh, Harrison, the first call here is yep. uh, from a couple that says, You're like their sex guru. Like, I think you've inspired them sexually. Oh. I, I don't know if it's a good thing. It's, it sounds like a terrible thing.
1: Hey, D and Harrison. I had some news to share with you guys. My boyfriend and I made it to new places this week. He let me put his, my finger in his butt. And Harrison, I just really wanted you to know, he talks about you a lot, and I truly think he was thinking of you when we did this. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. Uh, We love yourself. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughs and all the cringes. Uh Bye. I...
2: <laughs> How does that make you feel? That makes you feel good, actually. Yeah? Yeah. So is that like kind of a menage a trois? Like he's thinking of you while she's while his girlfriend's got her finger up his ass.
3: Now, okay.
2: Now, here's the thing.
3: I don't think he was actually thinking of me, right? <laughs> I think what she was probably trying to, to, to say was that um, prior to my tenure on... Um, the S and W program, uh, he probably would not have been open to such a thing. Whereas listening to me do all sorts of ungodly things, talking about all my activities,
2: would probably have been like, huh? I guess maybe it doesn't matter, you know. I think he's probably just kind of like, you know, I pale in comparison to the things that Harrison has done. Hmm. So maybe it's all right. Yeah, I think like, you're opening you know, there's minds.
3: There's a lot of stuff that you could do with normal, you know, uh, heteronormative relationship that, you know, if I, if I listened to the, I don't know, like my cousins from, you know, childhood in my head, they'd be like, dude, that's gay. You can't do that, bro. That's gay, you know? Well, I and think then, a lot
2: of people sought validation through Wackerly, but he is such a judgmental fuck that mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of people out there were like, well, what would Wackerly think? You know, they don't care, but they don't care about me. They never cared about me. But they were like, "What would Wackerly think?" And then they're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I can't do this." But then, you know, now that Harrison's here, that's like, you know, dude, psst, do what you like. I'm open. There to are going to be a lot
3: more people saving a lot more dogs from imaginary fires. <laughs>
1: basically,
2: what <you're> <laughs> i are saying. I I think this is yeah. I think this is a uh, this is this is uh, fulfilling. It's it's nice to know. That uh people find you inspirational. That is very nice to hear. Yeah. Cause who doesn't
3: <clears throat> enjoy a, a beautiful woman just sort of, you know, meandering her hand around there and just bam, finger. You know?
2: You know, I don't mind stroking the O ring, but I I'm not mm-hmm. too into the finger in there. It just mm-hmm. kind of freaks me out a little bit. You gotta get used to it, you know. I guess I guess maybe you work <laughs> up to it, but <laughs> But the the fact of the matter is there's nothing wrong with it. All right, people? Nothing wrong with it at all. No one's judging. I'm sure Ken Bone has had many a finger up his ass. Right. Thankfully, not mine. <sighs> yeah. Maybe Donald Trump's. I don't know. Um, all right. The next call here is from a Yank, a Yankee here, explaining to us, other Yanks, what dogging is. Have you... Harrison, since you're in the UK right now, have you uh, been on any dogging uh, excursions? No, I have not. <laughs> does your dad know what dogging is? I'm sure he does. I'll ask, add, I'll ask, ask him, him about later,
3: it. I'm sure he does, yeah.
2: Yeah, find out what your dad... Actually, ask your dad what dogging is and record yeah. it so he can play it as an intro for one of the upcoming shows. Okay. <laughs> that would be really funny to hear his explanation of dogging. All right, all right, I'll do that. (laughs) All right, so here's a Yankee, a Yank, explaining dogging to other Yanks.
1: What's up, Dan Harrison? Uh, Matt here. You know, you guys are talking about dogging in this most recent episode. And, uh, I mean, if if you've ever watched, like, like a pack of dogs in a sort of mating situation, There'll be, like, you know, maybe one or two females and a whole ton of males. All right, let's let's stop
3: this for a second. In what fucking situation (laughs) would I have witnessed a pack of dogs in a mating situation?
2: Is he talking about, like, a Nat Geo movie or something? Like, if (laughs) you're watching... what the fuck? Well, if you're watching, like, Animal Planet... hyenas? Is that what we're talking about here? (laughs) But I don't think it works like that. Is it, like, a big gang of dogs, like going on on the one bitch like it's like a gangbang situation. I don't think it works like that.
3: I don't know. And I, I don't really want to know. And I'm glad I don't know. I, right, yeah, anyway, I, him, I, yeah, I don't know. Let him continue.
1: Alpha male will, you know, get, get in the female. And then, you know, he's stuck there. And, and so he'll be like, you know, banging and this is a female. And what happens is all the other dogs Shit. who aren't getting any, like, get all up in the business. They're, like, very intently watching the action, like, as close as they can get to it. It's pretty funny, and I imagine, like, like a human dogging party is mostly, like, there's probably one or two, like, freaky women who are, you know, there with their freaky boyfriend, and they're getting laid, but the rest, there's just a bunch of, like, kind of horny, like dudes appearing <laughs> out of the bushes trying to get as close to the action as possible. Check it out on YouTube, it's pretty funny to watch it. Uh it's pretty gross too. I I would rather not see, you know, homo sapiens recreate that sort of ritual. <laughs> um, anyway, you guys are rock in Harrison, you're doing a good job. Keep it up, man, and uh thanks for the show. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
2: Has he ever seen a bukkake movie? Isn't that what Bukaki's all about? No. Yeah, it is. It is. Th- it's like a chick in the middle of like ten dudes jerking off on her.
3: Oh, okay. Is that all right?
2: I mean it's kind of the same. Well uh, it's not like they're 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 fucking but he brings up an interesting point. Mm. You know, I've never been to a dogging soiree or whatever they call it. All I know is
3: if if dogs are roaming around in packs, something's gone wrong with your country. (laughs) You know? Like I like that's what it was like in like Romania, you know. There'd just be wild dogs in packs roaming the streets, you know?
2: Yeah, but he brings up an interesting point. Okay. Do you really think the (laughs) clam to ham ratio at one of these dogging events in England is equal? I guarantee there's maybe two girls and like twenty dudes. And 10 of whom look like Ken Bone. <laughs> I bet you like at least 10 of the dudes look like Ken Bone. And I think probably one of the girls also kind of looks like Ken Bone. Yeah. You know, and I, the other one looks like Rosie O'Donnell or something. Um, but Yeah, I mean, your your, descript,
3: your original description of dogging did seem highly suspect. So,
2: But I think that's what it's all about. I think it's like they have like an orgy with a bunch of gross people you'd ever want to see fuck in a car. Right. That, yeah. That's what you... Uh, yeah, in, you know
3: what? The, the, in in uh, San Francisco, they call that polyamory. Okay?
2: <laughs> I, I think a limey... Limeys, listen up. Give us a call and give Harrison an explanation of dogging. Because I already know what it is. But I don't think Harrison believes me. I still think you should ask your dad. I will. But have you ever noticed that? like, uh, At most sex parties or sex clubs... Usually the, the men outnumber the women. Well, unless it's like one of those things where only no single men are allowed. Mm. But I've been to uh I've been to a couple of sex clubs. It's just like, yeah, there's like you know, one couple fucking and like ten dudes just sitting there stroking themselves watching it and all the dudes look like Ken Bone. Right. Isn't that usually how it goes down?
3: Pretty much, yeah.
2: Yeah, that so I think this guy has a point there, but he's trying to use more like and a lot of the women look like Henwood
3: yes (laughs) that is exactly what it is
2: I think like when you go to these like swinger events they tend to look like that
3: oh yeah almost definitely
2: yeah so anyway we'll find out what your dad says about dogging All right, the last call we got here um, is about Maryland which I've only really been to Maryland a couple times but Harrison you lived right near Maryland that is absolutely not true I thought you did. Where's Rhode Island? Rhode Island is not near Maryland.
3: All right. Rhode Island <clears throat> Rhode Island's like about five hours away from Maryland.
2: Yeah, close enough. I don't know where that mm-hmm. shit is. I just know there's all a right. bunch of states all in that one corner of like the north right. northeast.
3: <laughs> but I've um, driven through Maryland a number of times.
2: All right. Well yeah. this guy is uh talking about uh the the current situation in Maryland. All right.
0: Hey guys. Uh um, I heard your last cast and uh, we talked about uh, the Maryland uh, truck dealer from Thurmont worked at the Burger King I'll tell you what I can confirm that Maryland is slowly turning into the South
3: and the you know one thing that supports Maryland? that is he just said I'll tell you what like Hank Hill,
2: you know. Boy, I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you what. what. I'll tell you what. Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, he he did, he did. that. That kind of that. Yeah, that's exactly what they say there. I mean, is Maryland is north of D.C. though, right? It is, yes. So it's technically part of the Union. It's not in the South, right? But it's got that that
3: Cumberland Gap hmm. there, right? It's a giant stone formation thingamajig and if you've ever if you're a bluegrass aficionado you might notice that literally fucking 40 percent of all bluegrass songs are about the fucking cumberland gap and then Mm. 20 percent are about a train
2: and then 30 percent are about a creek somewhere (laughs) all right i tend to (laughs) avoid listening to bluegrass whenever possible yeah (laughs) but sometimes you can't avoid it you know as a banjo
3: player i i'm very familiar with it
2: I always forget that you play the banjo. Yeah. Why didn't you make an intro for Sick and Wrong, like a banjo intro? Maybe I will, man. I want to hear it. Yeah. All
0: right. Right in between Washington and Baltimore. And it's turning into the South. That I can confirm. Another thing I can confirm is that although that we are turning into the South, it is a democratic state fun fact Uh, excuse me and uh another thing Thermont is probably one of the most conservative towns townships or cities in our state Uh, excuse me jesus so that's probably what was going on there uh so, yeah, I'm going to finish listening to this podcast because I haven't really been listening to it until this part. But, duh, I guess, whatever. All right, I'm going to listen to the rest of the story. Bye.
3: Well, we <laughs> really have some uh, <clears throat> some 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 grossed fans, you know. They're really just thrilled with with, with, with product we put out. Some keen
2: insight there. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> <I'm> engaged. The- <laughs> I mean, to pay
3: you can't pay for that kind of product engagement. You know, you know this you guy was
2: listening to the podcast like on a Wednesday at maybe two in the afternoon, drinking like a forty of Old English, a forty of cough syrup, yeah, <laughs> huffing some spray paint, <laughs> the clear kind, so it doesn't leave a stain on his lips. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know what he is referring to is remember we did that, you did that story about the Burger King and the Course. drug bust, yeah. Yeah, it was like some. They did some big sting operation in this little town in Maryland and they busted, like, what, a gram of weed? Yeah, for two After months. Like three two months yeah, of two undercover months. work. So, yeah. All right, well, it looks like Maryland is turning into the South. Not the Deep South, but the and if, South. If
3: uh, Thurmont, or whatever it was called, is as conservative as he seems to uh, say, basically. Some asshole who works at Burger King who sold fucking three grams of weed is probably going to jail for like ten years.
2: Yeah, but you know what sucks, though? Is I bet you now everyone's like, God damn it, since the drug busts are all dry. Like, no yeah. one can get any weed now. Yeah. And so they just ruined the whole deal. That was probably the best thing going on in Thurgood is that you can go to the Burger King, <laughs> and get some weed and maybe an Oxycontin. Yeah. It's like at least life is worth living or was yeah. until they, this this fucking sting operation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, people call Sigrong Hotline, wrong hotline. Three, two, three, five, two, two, four, zero, three, two. We have one email. I'm going to get to here that came in from Alex. He goes, Hey guys, I've just been catching up on some of the podcasts and I just listened to last week's episode. First off, I want to apologize. You know who this guy is? This ooh. is a guy that called in with the Tokyo stories.
3: Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. And
2: you remember he got all racist?
3: Oh, he said, like, yeah, he sounded like Bugs Bunny in one of those old, like, <laughs> World War II Japanese <laughs> cartoons, you know? He's, like, <laughs> slant-eyed, this, it was and like, that. Yeah. yeah,
2: he was doing full-on, like, uh, yeah, like... It, um... was pretty, it was pretty horrific, yeah. <laughs> like Even Andy Rooney I mean, you know, doing an impression of Asians Mr. or something. PC
3: and, that, and that was pretty, like, ooh.
2: He goes, first off, I want to apologize. That wasn't cool. When I call in, I get a bit drunk first. Then after calling, I get blackout drunk. <clears throat> so the call is a surprise when I listen to it. You know, that's just like how we record the show. <laughs> um, Sometimes when I'm drunk, I say things for shock comedy. And this time, the two ideas were a terrible combination. Okay. This doesn't excuse me in any way. So again, I'd like to apologize to you and the listeners. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Alex.
3: You know, that's honestly, the I, out of like, all of the, you know, celebrities who say something racist and, you know, or g- grope women and do all these terrible things and apologize. This is honestly the best apology I've ever heard. Quite most, sincere. It, it, I, I believe it, it's sincere. You know, he was drunk. You know, he got a little, yeah. he tried to skate the line of uh, <laughs> offensivity, you know, and uh, didn't quite work out.
2: I but, could get that. I get it. He's so British, though. You could tell, like, he was actually when we were calling him out for his racism, he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. I, I need to call him an issue of mea culpa. I'm so embarrassed. Whereas, like, Americans are like, ah, fuck it. Trump. You know, like, they yeah, don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like you could just see I'd here like the, to the, apologize the... again to India <laughs> on behalf of my great the great great here. grandfather.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well thank you Alex apology accepted. I you know I wasn't really that offended. Oh, yeah. I think we offended more people just with that story about the three tards trying to kill <laughs> the other guy than you did it all with that comment. But uh, you know what it's genuine I appreciate it and we said with with utmost sincerity. So mm. thank you for that. People, you can email the show, on Podcast Hotmail.com. ITunes, best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. One of these days we're gonna read some of the most recent comments. I might actually do a competition and send you a gift if you give us a decent comment. Probably not, but I might, you know, who knows? But anyway, just listen to the show via iTunes. We appreciate that. Also, I do have two more small t-shirts left of the Alistair Crowley design. If you're a small person, not necessarily like Warwick Davis small, but if you're like a smaller person, uh, you might be able to fit into one of these t-shirts. Just go to com slash store and order one um, while, they, while they're while they still around. Finally here, the Sigarong Song of the Week is not... From some famous artist that I've never met before. The Sick and Wrong Song of the Week this week is not only festive, you know, and topical because it is the month of October. This this song was performed by none other than Harrison himself.
3: Oh, yes. It's called oh, yes.
2: No More Wolfman. Tell me about this. When, when did you write this song?
3: Uh, <laughs> maybe like, um, God, I had a- 4 years ago, 5 years ago
2: with a buddy of mine, Dallas Coyle It's um, it's the music, I mean the I was impressed when I heard it. At first I, you know, I thought it was going to be, you know, something kind of like outsider musicy type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Where it's oh, yeah. like you know like Tim and Eric would ridicule you. But it, when I uh when I heard it, I was like this actually the music is pretty good.
3: Well, it it was my first attempt at a uh, a, a novelty monster song, right? Halloween party song if you will.
2: Were you inspired and, by the Monster
3: Mash? Of course I'm always inspired by the Monster Mash and everything I do on a day to day basis. Were eat. you in a band?
2: Like trying to no, do monster Mash. my friend songs? and I used
3: to write and record a lot of music at this time. Hmm. We would just take a lot of Adderall and we'd just write a lot of fucking music.
2: Um, I, I gotta say I listened to it it's not bad. I was expecting hmm. the worst. I put it on and I was like this actually is not that bad. And I like it. Funny,
3: the funny thing about this song is that it was. This is actually an alt version of the original song, which was sort of written. Uh, it was two uh, African American friends of mine were staying in my apartment, one on the couch, one on the floor, and um, they 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 sort of came up with a song that was. About how I wanted them out of my house <laughs> And it was called No more blank in my house Hmm. And this is my alt
2: Halloween version of that song Oh no more no more wolf man Yeah I see where you're going yeah. with it in this, in this one it's Dracula wants the wolf man Out of his fucking castle You know I always found it funny with, like, the monster mash. Like, all these these monsters would be friends with each other. Do you really think Dracula would be like, sweet, Wolfman and Merman, like, let's all hang out and have a party? No, it's crazy. It's a ludicrous concept. Just even to, to try to think about that, it's like, I highly doubt they would get along. But, hey, you know what? Dracula probably would be pissed. The Wolfman's shedding all over his house. I highly doubt he's toilet trained. Hmm. You know, that's what I've thought about. Like if you're, when you're not the wolf, yes, you're using the toilet, but when you turn into the wolf, do you really think you're gonna still go and use the toilet? Well, all I could say
3: is is quote a famous song and say, there was a party going on at the mummy's house. (laughs) Everything was fine. Then somebody stepped on the mummy's foot. It was Frankenstein.
2: All the things went downhill loose. from there, dude. It all, all hell broke loose, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going to end the show here with No More Wolfman, a song done by, by Harrison here, my co-host. Great song as it is. And
3: play it at your Halloween parties. Literally, there's been no purpose of this song up until now, so please do something
2: with it. Thank yeah, you. you. should be playing this at your Halloween parties. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 555. Until then, take it sleazy.
4: The wolfman called me up the other day He hit hard times and needs a place to stay My castle's big so I say that it's fine Pops some crystal cause I never drink wine Shows up at my crib and he
3: didn't bring a steak
4: I tell him what sweet music we will make Next day rolls around and the castle's got fleas. flee He's shedding on my couch and he's peeing on trees I start to think that this is bad idea He's chewing on my shoe like it's a tortilla, howling all night long and acting a fool. From now on, I need a golden rule. No more Wolfman in my house. Wolfman in my house. No more Wolfman in my house. Wolfman in my house. No more Wolfman. Wolfman. No more Wolfman. No more Wolfman. No more Wolfman no wolf in my house. Wolf My whole life revolves around the moon. I kind of want to kill him, but the curse that came immune. Came home from drinking at Jekyll and Hyde. Caught him making time with my vampire prize. He fell asleep and thought my fingers were sausages. On top of that, he never gives me my messages. Give me silver bullet, he says, End my pain. It doesn't work, now my rug has blood stain. He's got no manners, hate the victim, that's mine. Invites himself in along when I drink with Frankenstein He finally left without a big hurrah Now Dracula will make a brand new law No more Wolfman in my house wolf men in my house No more Wolfman in my house men in my house No more wolf men No more wolf men Man. I don't Be careful. Where is he? I, I don't know. Where are the keys to my Escalade? I told you I don't want no one driving that thing but me. I know. I spent all weekend detailing it. Igor! where's my iPod. Did he take that too? If he tries to sync it with his computer, it would erase all my music. I've got all my all and notes on there. I can't... I can't... Uh, no more Boothman in my house. Wolfman in my house, no more wolf man in my house, Wolfman in my house, no more wolf man, no more wolfman, some more wolfman, more wolf man, more wolfman in my house, Wolfman in my house, no more wolf in my house. I tell you every time every woman wants to come over. Have a beer Season 4 of Bolsha DVD. I just I don't like that show. I don't I don't care. I just don't Dig it.